Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure, bringing you the meta-casual perspective on HeroClix, sharing my insights, thoughts, and experiences with other players who love this awesome game at all levels, just like I do. Whether you are playing a casual home game, local tournament, or at a regional or national event, taking on the latest meta team, this is the podcast for you. All comments, suggestions, or questions can be directed to our email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. That is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Also, you can private message me on AC Realms under the ID of Colossus TN. Or you can go to our Facebook page of HeroClix Borderlands where you can message me or just read the latest articles and videos I have run across about this wonderful game. I will say it's still just me doing this podcast, and I'm very lucky to have great guests kind of join me. This is episode 034, Searching for Bobby Fisher, and we are going to have a great guest, an icon in podcasting, an icon in Heroclix. We're going to have Edward Shelton from the Starting Over podcast. You know him as Dark Logos. So listen in, enjoy what all this podcast, and we find out more about him, probe into that in, intelligent mind of his and really try to come to terms with the new competitive hero clicks and what it takes in our mindset to be more competitive so sit back enjoy and let's see what we get this interview with edward shelton is actually going to be split into two separate episodes due to the length of our conversation and the amount of information that was given it was decided to for efficiency and time's sake to split this into two separate episodes in our next episode we'll be going over the development of phoenix desk and his opinions on the competitive mindset and what to look for in players a high level player and this episode, we'll go over getting to know Edward and talking about the recent WizKids announcements. So sit back and enjoy this. Hopefully, you enjoy both of these episodes. So it was recorded on March 11th during the day. So sit back and enjoy. All right, HeroClix fans, I am here with Edward Shelton, otherwise known as Dark Logos. It's going to be great. How are you doing today, Edward? I'm, I'm doing great. It's here. I'm awake. Uh, you caught me on the spring forward weekend. And I was like, I was out salsa dancing last night. I was like, yeah, man, I got plenty of time. I come home. I'm like, it's one in the morning. All right, I'm good. One jumps immediately to two. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I oh. forgot. I lost my hour. So <laughs> I arrived to church a little late, but uh, we're, we're good to go. I'm, I'm more conscious than I am on a Monday. Hey, there you go. That's always good. Well, as always, we like to get to know our guests, and I've got a double six-shot of questions. That's a double six-sided dice of questions. We're going to go through them just to kind of get to know you. You give us your honest feedback, your honest answers, and we'll just go from there. They're a little random. They go all over the place, but it's going to help me get some insight into the type of person and Heroclix player you are. You yeah. ready to go? Yeah, let's go. All right, so question number one. When did you start playing the game? What you set? mayhem. Mutant Mayhem, and technically, it uh, what got me into the game was the City of Heroes Statesman figurine. Oh, I love that figurine. I love playing that game. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I still cry for City of Heroes. I do. I do. I remember when it shut down, went free for play or play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, was like the death knell. I was like, ah, yeah. oh, too bad. But that's cool. Okay, so Mutant Mayhem, pretty good set. 
it's a good time to come in, City of Heroes. So number two, this is your second die, second pip on the die question. What was your attraction to HeroClix? Well, it was cheaper than uh, it was cheaper than the action figures at the time, and it was more detail. Well, it was it was a small detail, and then you gotta understand, like when I came into the game, it's like oh five, and so it's you have like these busts and these like hyper realistic toys. And then you want to like put those things around your house and whatnot. And then those things cost like a hundred bucks. And that's really, really when I was still like buying comics hardcore. And I'm like, I can never afford this. Like I'll, I'll supplement my comic habit versus my, you know, bust habit. And then I saw hero clicks and I'm like, all right, cool. And then when I found out it was a game, then it was on. And then I was like, my chest brain kicked in. And I was like, yes. And I played at home by myself, Wolverine versus Sabretooth. Oh. Not doing the rules completely for my first starter. And I was so happy. Like I was a, I was an eight-year-old again. Oh, man. I, I got to say, it's not too far from my experience. I actually started in Ultimates. So I think that's Ooh, the role right yeah, there yeah. with the... Thor, Ultimate Thor, and all that, and it was a fun set to get started in. So it wasn't that. It's just a little bit before Mutant Mayhem, I believe. Yeah, I remember my sets. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay. So I think people remember the first figure they ever pull. So do you remember that first figure? Uh, technically, uh, the first figure I ever remember pulling that I cared about was after a bunch of boosters. It was uh, Mutant and Mayhem's Gladiator. And I was like, finally, oh. I can be able to fight these guys. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Like, I, I misunderstood what these points in this game meant. Yeah. Oh. So lessons were learned. Oh, there you go. I, I, I like that Gladiator, though. I, I was, I'm a big Gladiator fan. But uh, I guess jump into what is your favorite map of all time and why? Uh. Truthfully, it's a it's it, if I go way way back, it's a tie, um, and well, there's a three way tie. Uh, the first one I pull out when I'm just want to be honoring to my local players, and we have Golden Age, and okay. it's the Coliseum map. Okay. It was in um, Monsters and Mutations. Okay, so it's it's right. a big huge map that technically can fit four players, but it's open. It has elevation on the corners and it's a square map. It's not a rectangle map. It's a square map. Like almost like the classic. It is the same size as the classic maps. Okay. I know what you're talking about now. And then on the L you have the ladders that indicate that this transition from elevation one to two. And if you don't know that, (laughs) there's no way up there because you're used to that little one to two sign. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is old school. Yeah. Yeah, That's a great, that's a great map. In the middle of all that, it's like maybe three squares of hindering terrain. And I'm just like, come at me, bro. Come at me, bro. That would would definitely be a fun map right there. The second map is uh, folks that are also remember crisis. Remember time zones. Time zones. You just put the time zones down. And the time zones didn't really have any straight rules about how you could place them. But the idea was you're supposed to place them 
in like uh, so that they fit on the map properly. But the rules never said that you had to do it like in quadrants and there right. was no like dotted line. So like in my venue at the time when I was in Tulsa, what we would do is we would place a time zone and you would do something just to screw your opponent. And then your opponent <laughs> would place another time zone <laughs> to screw you. And then the third one would be placed like right on top the two other time zones. <laughs> and then the last time zone is placed just to rectify any error errors that have been made. <laughs> like you can royally just mess people up with some time zones. Uh, and, and then, I mean, my last but not least, it was the indoor war of light map. And I keep... The word is not Yismalt, because that's not the map. It was all blocking, and what's sad is that I've used this map so many times. Um, and, and yeah, I, I forgot the name of it, but uh, I've, I've piloted that map to more tournament victories than I care to admit. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that one, that was my map for, because uh, it's the Red Lantern map. Oh gosh, it's so I feel so bad because I should know this. Like this is like I go and reach for this map all the time. You know, you you know what it looks like. You don't need the name. You just throw I it know down. What later. it looks like, and, and then everybody's like, "Dark logos." We thought you were hardcore, man. <laughs> you are you, hardcore, man. We we thought you were hardcore, man. Hold on, hold on, wait, 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 because I'm I'm going through my little reference website real quick. Uh, gosh, it's where? Okay, War of Light. Oh, ranks. 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 Okay. Yes. Ranks. I I was I took a time I took a brief time out for about a couple of years from HeroClix when that thing came out. But I remember when I got back in it, everybody talked about that map. That yeah. map was a dominating map. So. Yes. Uh, definitely considering that ranks defeats a, a core concept in HeroClix is range is king, and uh, ranks forces the player to look for angles and take actions that maximize angles, not just the fact that I'm able to shoot you from downtown in my lawn chair while drinking, you know, a a strawberry smoothie. Like it, it forces a lot of intellectual laziness from players to be questioned. Um, and not only that, you have the little areas on the map where you can like damage, uh, opposing players or yourself. So, uh, knock back into that, uh, mind controlling characters into that, uh, using that those squares to activate. There's there's a lot of tricks on ranks that are just great. Uh, it's just as long as people like realize like, yo, those tricks are there. But yeah, there there's a that that was my that was my jam. That, okay. that got me through way more competitions than I'd care to admit. So I'm going to take it. The maps that you favor are ones that you can do some crazy exploitable shenanigans on yeah you want a definitive uh you want definitive advantages for your tactics with maps like uh, i'll tell people this uh when we got rid of battlefield conditions the new battlefield condition is your map correct i I agree with you there yeah Yeah. your, your current battlefield condition is your map and and the the problem comes in is that people will design teams and they're like i can take on everything and then it's like bravo you can take yeah. on everything. Now I put you on this map. Can you still do what you're supposed to do? Oh, I got elongated starting areas. And your tempo is based on a standard starting area. Were you ready for that, homie? I don't think so. <laughs> so now I have an advantage because I picked the Wonder Woman map. 
you know, or a Genosha or something like that, you know. So it, people don't they don't think about maps enough. But that's my rant. I, I agree with you. Zero points or zero point conditions that you can add to the battlefield. And I mean, I, I agree with you. It is an important part of Heroclix is kind of overlooked. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's jump on. This is our fifth pip on the die. Uh, let's see. It is. What is your favorite power in Heroclix and why? The tactical part of me says prob, but the realistic player in me says I use support too much. Support? Wow. Okay. So why do you like support so much? uh, Support functionally, I mean, definitely old support. Old support was beautiful. New support is great. It's not as broken. Classic support. Oh, wow. Great. (laughs) Heal for six. Oh, yeah, that's fun. <laughs> Classic support. Oh, gosh, man. Bring that back and be annoying. Uh, here, Here's my thing with support. Support does something for the tempo of the game that most people don't realize is that uh, in, in Phoenix Nest, I talk about action exchange. Okay. And if it, it, it goes like this. If I, if, my, if I spend three actions to do something – and you negate my three actions in one action, then I have an action advantage. Yeah, you okay. get a plus two to your action total to yeah. there. Well, yeah, I, I have two actions to do whatever else. Right. Now, let's again, so you, you spent three actions, and I negate that in two actions. So I run my guy to the medic, and my medic completely heals back all the damage. Okay, I still have another action advantage in that turn plus your token so like devin talked about leadership and taking actions off and and all that and you know new uh support you can't prob it which actually makes it a lot more balanced right uh, but but realistically if if you look at the power of support and how the average player thinks and again i'm primarily a defensive player Okay. Is that when you're you're focused on bombardment so much, and you fail to to kill get that kill shot down, support just kicks in. It's like, well, yeah, Tony Zuko, screw you in the last three actions that you just did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Just wipes it all out. <laughs> yeah. So th- there's other ways of layering that, like a cake, but uh, we don't have time for that. But yeah, uh, I, I like support. Wow, I, I'm, I'm going to say I've not seen a lot of support. Uh, well, people who support support—that's a weird statement. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so I, I mean that's that's interesting. That's first time anybody's ever said that's one of their favorite powers. But hey, I say that makes me think about it. Okay, let's go to six. We're going to kind of move on. I want to know where did the name for your podcast come from. <laughs> Uh, I did a show about this not too long ago <laughs> where okay. I, was, I did revisiting starting area. Okay. So uh, I can, I can, I've talked about the politics maybe briefly before, but uh, I'll give a, another Redux summary um, okay. without me being totally abusive to the situation. All right. Uh, well, so, we'll give you, we'll give you free leeway. Go for it, man. Okay. So initially, uh, I saw HC Realms was crap, and people were saying, leaving figure reviews like, 
this is great because in a tournament, I rolled five crit missed crit hits with it and he didn't die. And that makes it a best figure. Yeah. And, and, and you would see people like, yeah, that happened to me too. High five through the internet. And uh, I was like, y'all are stupid. <laughs> and, 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 y'all are stupid and and mind you you know i got mentored on with by some great cats on the uh team speak or ventrilo for hc realms and they were telling me about yo man this is how you run this game don't play this figure play this other figure so i'm taking that in i'm taking uh scott crampton's articles in oh yeah uh you know that he put in put out and i'm like oh yeah those are crazy awesome. Yeah, so um, I like Glass Captain and I came out literally like at the same time. Okay, wow. And, okay. Yeah, and so there was no like AV section. Like he and I caused there to be an AV section. You got to understand that. <laughs> <laughs> there was just general discussion. <laughs> so we would put our stuff in general discussion and I wouldn't say we spammed, <laughs> but every so often we would, you know, bump our little thing up to the top of the page. <laughs> and so uh, I had like four episodes, three or four episodes of starting area and uh, Typhon came to me and he was like, you need to stop being, you know, a parasite on my website. <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I, I left, I, I stopped putting up starting area. So um, some time passed and I see more and more stupid stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to redo the show. I'm not going to call it starting area. Um, I'm starting over my show. So it's going to be the starting over podcast. And um, I remember when I was trying to think of my like, uh, intro and outro and the biggest thing that came to my mind is you know sort of me lamenting about losing starting area uh, you know definitely for those first few episodes it's, it's i said like we all have to start over sometime i know i love that tagline that's a great tagline yeah uh and and that was that was something that made me sort of come back and you know remember yeah starting is there but now i'm on this so uh starting over podcast was primarily just there as as a podcast to tackle meta problems and give people a meta insight because you have to understand that there was only one hero clicks podcast in the beginning uh and it was clicks cast and it was hosted by steve and gouda and anybody that's listened to me knows i don't have love for steve and i don't have love for gouda I thought right. I, I have choice words and I respect your show because I won't say these words here. Okay. About, <laughs> about, about those guys. <laughs> and, and mainly, it, mainly for what they were doing at the time, a lot of our anguish that we had between competitive and casual was just stoked by Steve and Gouda okay. and, and Gouda in particular. I remember when Daniel Joyce won his first world championship and he said the most blatantly disrespectful thing I ever heard on a hero clicks podcast. And he said, he's not my hero clicks champion. Like, wow. like, wow. Like, whoa. Like, like really it's like that homie. Wow. You know, he, uh, he worked hard and because he played Nightcrawler and, and, you know, Metron, he's not your, your hero clicks champion. And, and, and I, and I sort of, and, and that's, that ticked me off. And 
I've 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 told and folks be like, man, you ain't never told Steve or Gouda to his face. Now I never told Gouda because Gouda left. But I have I I wrote like a dissertation to Steve <laughs> and why I did not like him. And I never wanted to meet him as a person. But the thing is, people don't understand all your maps, whether they're grid reality or whiz kids, are done by Steve. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, all. they're all done by Steve. They've been done by Steve since they went um, almost, I think, like before uh, new current Wiz Kids. So even old Wiz Kids was getting maps done by Steve. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. So like all your great reality maps, they're done by Steve. So for me to sort of say this, <laughs> knowing that if I ever win Rocktober, <laughs> I have to work with him to make a map. <laughs> Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty yeah. impressive, right there. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like, uh, go, sort of going back to the question. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's where my show came from, and then uh, what really took off the show for a brief period when I was on Blip.tv, I said, "This is how you beat Century and Void." And during that period, everybody said the sky was falling. Century and Void was unstoppable. He was okay. the, the the god king of that of that era. Right. You know, none shall question the God King Century and Void um, because of the infinite combo loop uh, with him. Um, and if anybody who doesn't know the infinite combo loop with Century and Void is the goal when you play Century and Void is to get your opponent down to one figure. And if they if you get your opponent down to one figure, they can't do enough attacks to kill Century and Void because okay. when he would be KO'd, he just turns into Void. Void right. regens or does I forgot what it is like I think he regens or something, and then he's able to turn back into Sentry, right? And void and just start the whole thing all over again. So you can't really kill him. Um, so I I pretty much broke down like how to beat Sentry and Void, and it's sort of been uphill. I mean, sorry, it, it went up from there, and uh, I've had moments where uh, I. I made good tech predictions and then i've had moments where i made really bad tech predictions uh but uh yeah so that's how uh my show sort of took off and i've done many things since then oh yeah and it's a great show if nobody ever watched or has listened to it you have it mainly on youtube right it's on youtube uh and then i'm doing twitch as well twitch. but i'm trying to get that i'm not i'm trying to get that twitch money eventually i hear you <laughs> I hear you. You're doing great content. So um, that finishes the first dice of question. Let's let's move on to second dice. And this is good because I, I believe, Edward, you have one of the most unique minds in Heroclix. And I know you have the, one of the most tactical, analytical minds. So I, I really want to ask this question. What is the hardest thing about Heroclix? I'm going to limit it to one thing because I could – uh, anybody that's listening to me knows I can speak a dissertation. Um, the hardest thing in Hero Clicks right now is the judge form, like okay. like bar none. Um, and and I'm I'm gonna say this as as respectful as I can. Okay. As a person who who studied organizational leadership on in multiple different arenas, the problem comes in is that if I have a rules question and your judges deem that my rules question is stupid, that you don't have to answer my rules question. It doesn't matter if I've been in this game for eight years, 10 years, hell, 15 years, or if I'm just a new guy, uh, my question is deemed as stupid if the judges 
think that my question is stupid. So what that does, it says to the community, number one, we don't respect your input. Number two, we don't respect your time. And, and number three, if, if you appease us and write things the most perfect way possible, uh, then we'll might bestow upon you a nugget of information from on high from our high deity whiz kids. And I think that's the hardest thing for the game right now, because I have legitimate questions and debates with my teammates about rulings. Right. And about I, how, I, hmm? I, I, I assume y'all are pushing the rulings. Y'all are trying to get the maximum out of the rulings, right? That's why you're always Some, sometimes and sometimes it's basic stuff. OK, sometimes it's basic stuff. <laughs> I really want to make that clear. <laughs> like like when Darwin came on. OK, then we, we were like, OK, so what is choose a power is choose a phrase. Yeah. Yeah. OK, it, I see what you're saying. There. Is, yeah. is choose a phrase, because if I use my teleporter and I assign an inspiration or, or when I pop an ID card and the inspiration comes out and it gives my entire guys that are adjacent that power, did I choose it because I chose to place that ID card? Like, there was a lot of stuff that's just basic that oh, you yeah. would think, like, oh, yeah, that's obvious. But when you get high-level players together, it's like, you know what? I'm going to try to get the maximum out of this piece. I got this Darwin. You don't got no pick of powers. What do you got? You got an entity? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop that. You use oh he's not using his entity. Oh, but he's got a uh, supreme intelligence. Well, he chose the dial and he chose to use those powers on the dial. I had one of my boys argue when I was trying to bring back the Brainiac skull ship. He was like, "Look, man, you got that extra dial. You chose to use those powers." I'm like, "It don't work like that. It don't work like that." So. He was like, look, there's no really wording for choose. And so this comes back to those things that WizKids does. When um, I, there's a guy I listen to named Ravi Zacharias. He's a, he's a great guy. He helps me uh, with theological and philosophical thought. But he says this. It's like, don't destroy the fence without knowing why the fence is there in the first place. So WizKids will be like, you know, I see a nice big rabbit on the other side of that fence. So I'm going to blow down half of this fence. I'm going to go hunt that rabbit, not knowing this freaking ghouls and goblins and werewolves on the other side of the fence, ready to just be like, oh, the farm's open now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and while they're hunting rabbits and stuff, the werewolves and goblins are coming in, pizzling the farm. And it, 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 so that's that's my problem with WizKids is that when, when you have a rules forum, and you have your main point of communication and you can't maximize your point of communication either due to the fact that you don't have the staffing volunteer, you don't have the culture, or you're just darn cheap and not willing to hire someone. That's that's a really poor thing for the company. And that's really makes the hardest thing as a player to deal and play hero clicks. Because if you don't know the rules, you're just making stuff up and it's homebrew. And right. nobody likes homebrew. No, I, I agree with you there. I mean, I had never thought about that, but yes, inconsistent judging, inconsistent being able to get rulings on that. That's just good. It, it makes the game harder to deal with. So that's good. And they delete old rulings too, which when they delete all the old rulings, that pissed me off because there's things that I'm like, so what does this do now? And I have to ask my judge ahead of time on how they're going to pre rule it. So. Just, just watch. I think the the whoever can do, and, I've, and I'm going to say this on this. Um, just let everybody know. I try to wave back machine whiz kids. You can't. 
No, you just, really? You can't, yeah, uh, you can't. I tried looking up something simple as the Proteus ruling, and I couldn't. Oh, yeah, because they archived it or got rid of it? or Yeah, they got rid of it, and it's not, like, saved on the Wayback Machines on the Internet. So, like, I can't pull up those forum posts. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That makes that makes that makes you having to take a book to a venue and go through how are you gonna rule this? Because this this could happen with my team. And screenshot. Yeah. Screenshot. <laughs> like before retirement, everybody, just <laughs> screenshot entire forums. Everything is about to retire. Screenshot that stuff. Before it get disappears into the vastness of the internet. Yeah. Where we can't get it. To the void of data, wherever that's at. <laughs> there we go. Okay, so let's get to number two on this second set. What is the first thing you notice about a new figure? And I really want to, I'm really interested in this. When you look at new figures, they come out. What's the first thing that jumps out to you? The first thing that jumps out to me every time is where does it fit in the game? Okay, what do you and, mean by that? Okay, so I'm like, I'm going to be like an old man on my, on, on, in my rocking chair and in the, on the, my porch. It's like, sit next to me, young, and I'll tell you all about the hero clicks. I will be, in, okay. That's in my day, we used to use perplex with one figure, and now y'all fancy perplexes are able to do plus twos, and then only on certain characters, but also gives them eight different powers. Like, that's not what hero clicks is about. So, um, the, the thing I ask myself when I look at a figure is, you know, where does it fit? And, and what I mean, where does it fit? Usually it's, it's two categories. Is it is it the, the hero we need now or is this the, this is the once and future king? OK, and, and there's those two categories. And um, my first student, Tom, uh, he's come back and he sort of made me remind me more of that once in future king category, because when I got super competitive this last few years, I've looked at the hero I need today, you know, okay, <laughs> just, gotcha. just, yeah. just so much. But <clears throat> so let's look at the, the, uh, the hero we need today. The hero we need today usually comes in as like, thank God you helped me deal with Unimine. Thank God you helped me deal with Jakeem. Oh my gosh, I can play something other than these three figures that I've been playing now. Okay, so those 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 characters already stand out. Um, right. they, they're, they're your old giant slayers. They're the new gods that replace the old gods. You know, they are the new dogma that, you know, 80 different podcasters are going to say is, is what you need to be building with uh, your team every time. Like so I've been. Talking, the, I'm sorry. Are you you're talking about uh, like uh, Green Arrow, Chase Green Arrow and Darwin? Yeah, bizarre green arrow. Sorry, like bizarre green arrow. Uh, green arrow ID with uh, Chase Green Arrow. Uh, it, for a while, you're playing Unimine in a full deck of cards, like as Yu-Gi-Oh. Like whatever it is, and you you'll have guys like me. Sometimes I'll be like, you know, man, I don't know about that Unimine, and I, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I went on to two clicks from KO. I remember that one. I listened to I was, that. And, and then I, I specifically said, I don't think this is going to win Rocktober. <laughs> wow. I had to step back from that. I even did a show. I was like, you know what? I was wrong. I was wrong, people. I made a mistake. I had to repent for that one. So so there, there's that. Okay, so now you go into that once in future king realm. And that once in future king is very important because there's a lot of people that play golden age, like a lot, right? A lot, okay. And then there's people 
that are looking to the future and saying it's not good now, but it might be then. So when you look at those people that play Golden Age, there's things that they introduce that don't necessarily fix Golden Age problems, but they do keep Golden Age fresh, which is one thing you can say, WizKids, bravo. Like I give you a hand clap, you gave you after six years, I finally am able to play a full X-Force team, you know, or whatever your your theme is. They all have the right costumes. <laughs> that matters to people. I'm, you know, I'm making a joke, but it does matter to people. They have all the right costumes. She has the boom, boom name with the right costumes. OK, she will fit on that team. She will be on my X-Force team. <laughs> So, uh, you know, she's not Tabitha. (laughs) Anyway, so you have those people and there's some like dirty golden age teams that people can make. Ask my locals. They know. Uh, I'll make some I'll I'll bring out that old dark magic. That's what I call it. (laughs) Oh, man. But but also there's mechanics that you can say like, hey, this is here. Let me sort of put a pin in it. In three months from now, you know, four or five sets from now, let me come back to that figure and let me see if I'm able to just shock and surprise people with this figure. And and you will you'll be amazed. There are a lot of figures that because people are stuck on the new shiny like a baby with a pair of keys dangling in front of them, um, they'll lose sight of good stuff as quick as three sets back. And okay. and so because of that, you're being able to like resurrect like old stuff. And there'd be like, Lazarus, is that you? <laughs> That's like, yes, and I have seen God. <laughs> and it is like, and you will too. Boom. And you lay them out. And then they're like, what happened? Wow. Face I mean, Lazarus. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and that's the perfect time when you can figure out that one that could be future. They're usually that's when they're very cheap, isn't it? If you're trying yeah. to pick them up. Yeah. You get those, it says deals you can get. Uh, it, do you do you yeah. have one right now that you think? And let's say retirement's coming up. Retirement's coming up. Is there something that once we hit retirement, this thing's going to be good? I'm gonna put you on the spot. <sighs> okay, I'm gonna scale it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna scale it. Um, I'm gonna say you want to be a local champ, or you're gonna do like hardcore meta stuff. Um. If you're going to be a local champ, uh, one character that is definitely, I feel, is going to maybe have a come up is Cable. Oh, and, the 120 point. Yeah, because you can you can play two of them and just light people up, um, and it's it's multiple reasons. Like reason number one, you don't have Nick Fury in the pocket. True. So you have your stealth and all that stuff starts to matter a little bit more. Number two, you have prob, you have decent, and you have decent range. Okay. Number three, you have mobility, and, and mobility is the name of the game now. Like with the overdrives and all the freaking uh, what's those king sharks and taxis, you know yeah yeah and Hot mega man. taxis yeah, yeah they're all over the place right. So you being able to be like phase behind your back, sucker! After I got TK, <laughs> I killed your taxi. Come chase me with all your melee punks. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're going to have a place. Oh, I'm on elevation two now. (laughs) You can't touch me with your overdrive. So, uh, and I'm not saying like, oh, this is, again, this isn't going to win a rock. I'm just saying in your local cable is going to be good. Okay. 
He's very accessible too to players. He, oh, he's cheap. Yeah. Like if you I mean, can't afford a dollar, you are playing the wrong game. <laughs> Speak, preach it, brother. You are preach in the it. wrong game. <laughs> You're in the cheapest collectible game there is, and you can't afford a dollar. You are you need to work about like go go get your housing situation taken care of. Get some fresh water and some good food in you first. Okay. Uh if I was to say uh, who is on the come up, and and this is a little bit more wider, and it's going to be this: whoever had to fear Green Arrow and Hawkeye. That is the real transition. You're talking about them for competitive being for competitive play. Whoever had to fear Green Arrow and Hawkeye. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay. Now is on the come up, which is a really wide net. And oh, that way, my teammates won't kill me. Yeah. Okay. I hear <laughs> but, you. But here, and, I, and I'll unpack it just a little bit. I'm going to open that chest up. Okay. But we're not going to go fully look inside, right. but we're going to see the light, the glimmer of the light come out. We're going to let one sin out of the Pandora's box, right? Yeah. So we're going we'll to promptly sit back <laughs> on top of that sucker. Okay. All right. All right. And, and so here's the, here's the problem. Pocket Nick, Pocket Hawkeye, Pocket Green Arrow, even before the Chase Green Arrow. But currently, you know, just right. th- those cards were, st- I mean, those two cards are stupid, just ridiculously stupid. And before that, before she got retired, Pocket uh, Black Canary, like right. way too stupid for what you could call in for five points. Okay, so because of how strong they are and they either are able to cut a swath through a multitude of mini dudes or just completely wreck a big, you know, a tank, you needed two cards to cover your basis. When those two guards retire, the question comes in, which one of those tactics becomes more dominant, the tent pole or the, the swarm? Correct. And yeah. you could say, you could say both. You can say both, and that's legit. But which one statistically becomes more dominant and is winning more? Not like second, third consistently, but like top table got the winner's mm. crown on them. Okay, they 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 got that olive reef and the gold medal. Okay, they're straight Olympian level. Then you're going to see people standard play either Hawkeye or Green Arrow. The problem comes in is that working those characters as permanent fixtures is a lot more difficult than we want to admit because we've been intellectually lazy. Just how we've been intellectually lazy when we had entities. We have a new intellectual lazy that we had to deal with. It's called five point burnable ID cards. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we we have to deal with that. Okay. But here's the thing about that, that little, little tricks that we pull off. Okay. Once we have this, this anti-serum, call Hawkeye or Green Arrow playing standard, you know, this this counter pathogen rises up and it says, ah, I have Swarm. You can't deal with this, Green Arrow. 50 tyranoids on your fields. Deal with that. Oh, wow. Deal with that. And then that's like, we need the hero for today. It's Hawkeye and it's Storm ID, Pulse Wave, running shots. We need it all. We need it all. (laughs) Okay. 
And then, you know, after a while, then you'll you'll find something that's like, I'm protected pulse wave. Ah, and I only take one click of damage. Ah, and then you go stomp all that. So you're going to see this counterbalance up and up and back and forth. But the problem is you can't pack both Green Arrow and Hawkeye. And if you do, you will lose. Now, no. I say that right now. I have to preface things. <laughs> I have people come back like three months. They're going to write on your show. Like Dark Logos is on that stuff, man. You don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> but but for real, I have to preface it. Like right now, that's the prediction in the forecast. All right. So so that's that's my answer. My teammates won't kill me. No, they letting, won't. I won't let more out of the box than that. No, but I will say you made us think. Because that is a great point that you just made, and that will be interesting to see happen, and we will hold you to your prediction. <laughs> like the internet has always done. That's it. I'm, uh, let's hit number three. Uh, as always, I started this Illuminati. I like to interview the Illuminati. Uh, I consider you one of the Illuminati. So which one would you be? If you had to choose an Illuminati. Black Panther. Like, oh, I you got to ask question. I, I, <laughs> you ask a question. You could have just looked at my. <laughs> you could have just looked at my channel. I have my HeroClix player ID card. Black Panther is right there. <laughs> well, I, I thought so, but I was going to give you an opportunity. No, nah, it's like next question. <laughs> like, didn't even need to ask that. You don't. I know what I'm going to be. So I'll add you to the Hall of Fame, the Illuminati of Black Panther. I knew I, that. I, I thought I was going to play with you and be like, yeah, man, I'm multiple man. <laughs> I, I just wanted to do that. I, I want everybody to be like, what, multiple man? I'm like, hmm. Right, it's like, what is this? I'm like, yeah, because you need spies everywhere. And then you're like, oh, that's brilliant. Dark logos. We're like, no, Black Panther. Just had to mess with y'all. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. Okay. Number four, and I think this is a very telling question. Okay. Are are you a prob or perplexed man? Prob, and we keep we keep it rolling. Prob, prob, prob. prob. No, no. You you know it for a fact. It's all prob. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's always good. This you can have split. eighteen attack and still crit miss. That's true, and it keeps you from crit missing. I got you. Uh, what is the biggest change you want in Hero Clips? Ooh, this is a loaded question for you. The biggest change that I would want in HeroClix is not possible because it's an organizational change in the WizKid staff. Okay, so you're looking at organizational at a corporate level. Yes, because they, I mean, I sort of touched on before about the rules forum okay. and about WizKid's current culture. And there's some things that I've speculated with them being bought by NECA that if you look at NECA's profit profitability it is like over 50 percent whiz kids and oh, so wow. when you have a wow yeah so when you have a company that's not doing that hot and you have uh, a comic industry that's sort of in flux right now uh yeah you know you folks don't understand when they took away that x-men license for bust and collectible certain collectibles that hurts some companies the yeah. Fantastic Four, too. Like, that hurt some companies, and NECA was one of them. And so I feel like right now WizKids' acquisition was the thing that saved NECA from going under. And so they are siphoning money off of WizKids into other things. My problem with WizKids' structure is, is that the same designer for HeroClix is the same designer for D&D Minis, the same designer for Dice Masters, any other product that they have. And so functionally... If your corporate, your main corporate company is losing money and they're siphoning money away from you, 
then you do not have money to reinvest back into your company to expand and make your company better and have more profitability. So inevitably, you stay the same. And the problem will come in is that if there's a giant flux in the market, they will not be able to react properly because they don't have the staff to sufficiently pivot. And and that's that's my problem. And they're starting to be competitors to the market. And and I, you know, if anybody looks at the Angry Joe show and they saw those uh, Street Fighter minis um, okay. or the DBZ minis, and I'm not coming in here to snipe people for another game, but I'm like, that's real competition. And if you look at the maps, the maps are very similar to Heroclix maps. So I, I would say like they they have a year. They have a year as an organization to get their stuff in gear because I used to play Universal Fighting System and okay. I know Jasco games and I know the cats that they have. Those are competitive cats. They know what a competitive scene looks like. They know what they want their environment to be. They have clear cut vision because they were competitors. WizKids is not run by people that play competitively. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, th- so they keep making new mistakes, <laughs> okay. and, and so Marvel and DC are not hesitant to hand off their licenses to multiple people. And if Jasco Games can prove that they can kill it with DBZ and they can kill it with Street Fighter, I'm just saying is that they go into Marvel and DC. They're and again, I haven't seen the system. I've just seen the minis and I've seen the map. Okay. But if they can prove that they can kill it with that, Heroclix is not going to be dead, but it has competition, which is what it needs. So it gets its head out of its butt. But that's that's the change that I would make. There there we go. Go. All right. Organization. I and okay, that's a great take. And I, I agree with you. That biggest change. I mean, more focus, more product focus on Heroclix to kind of make it better. So sounds like they're spread a little thin up there. Yeah. Okay. This is a well. I I have a belief in what you're going to create, but let's just ask this question and see what you would do with it. If you won the world championship, and that's the goal of a lot of HeroClix players, what figure would you design, and can you describe it? Soul Brother. Now, most people do not know Soul Brother, so I I said to myself, if I ever won, like when I first started, I said I'm going to make John Stewart. Okay. Because John Stewart stuck, sucked up until War of Light. And then I got War of Light, John Stewart. And then I'm like, okay, I don't need to make John Stewart. And then I'm gonna like, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna make Dr. Voodoo. And then I said to myself, I'm like, well, we got Dr. Voodoo, he's not bad. Brother Voodoo is awesome. But then I'm like, man, I need Dr. Voodoo because I want to make a character that could kill traits. And so it would make sense. And he would use blood magic and he would take clicks of health, and then his new starting area would be blank. And okay. then you know, based on how many traits he killed <laughs> and he can't be healed past that point. So I like, I had this, mecha- I had this whole mechanic in my head and then I'm like, you know, what would be better? He had a brother who is like, uh, like is in soul form okay. and, and he walks around with them. And then when uh, Dr. Voodoo died in one of like excursions with the Avengers and I think Dr. Strange was away, like soul brother just came up with like, y'all, Kill my brother. I possess all the Avengers. It's your fault, Doctor Strange. It's your fault. You couldn't get your stuff together. And like he possessed all the Avengers to whoop Doctor Strange's butt. And so I would make Soul Brother and I would give him a mechanic sort of similar to the current Professor X. 
And uh, I would uh, like roll a D6. And then uh, that's how many ca- opposing characters within range, not even line of fire, because he's a soul within okay, range yeah. that he could get. And I would give him like a six or seven range. And it's like, I can possess automatically three characters. I'm taking that and that. <laughs> and, it's like, <laughs> and then it's like, they, they do like mine. They, you only can do like basic stuff with them. It's like, I can only attack. So I can't like outwit you or use your traits or anything okay. like that. But I'm like, yeah, I'll just take your guys. They're my guys now. Oh. And and then that would just everybody would be gunning to kill Soul Brother. And he oh, would that... be a, ultra chase. Oh, an ultra chase. You make it even harder to get. <laughs> I'm joking. He wouldn't be an ultra chase. We need a common. We need he'll be a common. Everybody will have him. Oh. And then we'll we'll see the the Soul Brother meta. See, and then he gets go. bonuses for being with Doctor Voodoo. Any character named Doctor Voodoo or Brother Voodoo. He gets uh he gets bonuses. He gets prob and plus one stats. Prob and plus one. Wow. That would be a great common figure to have. Yeah, but that's how he works in the comics, though. But he'll be like 150 points. Okay. He'll be 150 points and he can't summon ID cards. That that'll make him balanced. And yeah. he can't pick up equipment. It's it's all about limiting and balancing, right? Oh yeah, that's why I'm gonna make him 150 points. <laughs> yeah. Like he's half my team, but I took half your team. That's he's true. Half my he... team, but I took half your team, so we're sort of playing fair now. There you go. <laughs> that, that would all work, man. Wow, that has been one of the most entertaining double shot of six questions I've had. I really appreciate that. That's, that's yeah, that's great. Okay big thing and it just came up and it was kind of a surprise maybe for some maybe for others but let's talk about this announcement from WizKids they put two things out uh, let's first talk about the <sighs> proposed rule changes they're not doing a lot but they're they're going at you know we thought they were done but now they're looking like they're going to put out another rules book it looks like in uh, with a Batman so what are your thoughts on these rule changes? We don't have to go into a lot of depth of them. Oh, uh, yeah. Have, I, I will hold my thoughts off. And they when we – last year when they talked about – they got the feedback on Poison. Right. I figured they would do something with Poison. So I could see that. Barrier might get nerfed. And this is, I'm speculating. Right. Um, because currently barrier is hella strong because they were stupid and they they made the only way to deal with barrier is improve blocking destroy improve movement destroys blocking. Right. And they didn't and they didn't put a lot of those characters into the game because comic book wise, there's not a lot of those characters. Um, so yeah, uh with improved targeting destroys blocking nerfed, which it should be. Um they may limit barrier down to three squares or they may limit barrier um, in some other weird way. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't think that they're going to change any other core powers because I think plasticity has found its place in the game. I think shape change has also found its place in the game. These are like old powers that people were like, eh, about. Um they they made pulse wave balanced, uh, perplexed prob outwit. The only thing I can see them doing is maybe making it if you're adjacent to a character that's in stealth, or you could outwit adjacent characters. Okay. But I don't. I, if they did that, that would be a huge like change of direction of the company. Um, 
they they balanced Invincible and they and Pervious, Invone, Toughness all have their own roles. I, I don't see them making huge pack changes other than addressing uh poison. Like everything else is fine. Like I hate I hate to say it, it's almost perfect. It's yeah. almost perfect. And I I think from looking at what they've said, it looks like they're going to try to improve some language and maybe try to make it a little bit more streamlined. I mean, I, I guess one thing I want to ask you, are, is that a good move by WizKids to consistently look at this and make some changes? I, I This is this funny because this is the one where I think everybody's overreacting on. Okay. I know it sounds weird uh, because the rules change all the time. It's just that we've been stuck on old rules and then we finally got new rules and we're like, we're finally mastering the new rules they put out. And then people feel like the the blanket or, or is getting yanked from under them. And, you know, there's stuff, you know, looking on the top of their bed, like what the heck just happened. Um, so yeah, I, I get why people are mad. I don't think this is the one to be pissed off about because the only thing that could get better is poison got better. Okay. So, I mean, and so this is a good move by WizKids. Yes. Yeah. Good move to kind of shore some stuff up. Okay. Here's the big one. And I think this caused a lot of uproar. It's, it's affected my own thoughts. Okay. The National and Origins announcement. If people don't know, they are just holding <sighs> Nationals at Origins. Uh, Worlds is now being moved to an undisclosed uh, convention in the fall. And there's a lot of speculation going on right now what convention that will be. So now we're only going to have nationals at Origins. Could have worlds at Gen Con like they used to, but don't know. So now we have these two separate events. What are your thoughts about them waiting until now to let us know? And the thoughts about, is this a good move? Forget about the timing. Is this a good move to separate nationals and worlds? You remember I said about the earlier, like maybe an hour and a half ago about WizKids organization? Right. Yes. <laughs> and then what, what I would change? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I just say this it's like I'm just a dude that runs a, a HeroClix team. But I, I feel like I've had more organizational leadership than Justin Zoran. I feel like it because I, I said this on a private uh, board, and I'll repeat it publicly, and I'm probably going to end up saying it in the show. It's bad when you have the communication with a company to its player base. You have a forum and you don't talk to us. And then we play Mother Ma- Mother May I to talk to you. Oh, yeah. So the, the, it's not that you don't have communication tools. You fail. You have a literally you, we, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Like literally um, the idea that any of us in the working class have the luxury to at a drop of a hat, change. change our vacation time. Wow. Like, and, and, and I tell people, I'm like, look, things have been better since the target days for those who've been following me. Things okay. is better. <laughs> I'm eating a bit better now, people. I'm eating yep. a bit better now. I got a little weight on my stomach. <laughs> I feel good. Okay. I can buy hero clicks. All right. But I have to, I work for it, I work as a contractor in a federal building. Okay. I have to put out my vacation time like three months out just to guarantee that I get it. When it goes into that November, when it goes in October, October is me cutting it close. Like no one does anything in October, so I can go to October. 
Right. And I have to cut it close because I get 3.3 hours per pay period, which is every two weeks. So if I get sick multiple days, that's a day that I'm not going to a, on a trip. Like, no. I, I kid you not now, if I go to a doctor, I take half days. I don't even take a full day off. I take a half day. Then come into work and work being sick so I can save up to go to these tournaments. And you're going to tell me, hey, guy. I know that you're a working class individual, but I have the luxury of working for a game company. I get to go to these conventions all the time. And you know what? I'm just not feeling origins anymore because they're done rubbing my back. And so uh, PAX decided to come up and they gave me that golden handshake of fellowship. And uh, they decided to rub my back some more, give me a nice comfy chair and rub my feet. And I'm going to stay here until someone decides to do something better. And that's pretty much what we're dealing with. Now they, they, they could say like, Hey, isn't it reasonable that we have a national championship and it's separate from a world championship? And I'm like, yeah, but you have no comprehensive tournament structure. That's worth a darn. And because you don't have any comprehensive tournament structure worth a darn, we don't know which way the wind is blowing. So last year, top four got to make it into nationals. And then the year before that, first place only. And then we complained. So then you made it top four. Everybody was happy. Nobody had any problems with that. Then you announced first place only. Well, why is that? Well, because last year at Origins, y'all could barely run nationals and keep it on time. And so you cut round short and it's I'm I'm going I'm to cut myself right here. I'm going to cut that off right here. I'm going to pull back. Anyway, I'm not going to rant about last year's and nationals. But they couldn't run the tournament. Okay. Because of the volume. The volume. Because of the volume. Right. Okay. And then run air, the 15 other little swirly crazy things that were going on, on with them. Okay. And then you you go and you look at the, look at the staff. They're stressed because they're running – three major world tournaments back to back to back. Yeah. And the only light day is Sunday and Wednesday. And they're not smart enough to do stuff on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. I had a couple of grinders, if I remember correctly. We got two. Yeah, they could have just been. This is a thing that for people who haven't ever been to Origins, you might not know this. You can get into the play floor early if your event is scheduled early. Yes. All they have to do is schedule grinder qualifications at 10 a.m. And then we flash our little tokens and say, look, we can get in early because we signed up for this unlimited event. Mm -hmm. And then everybody gets past the guards. We line up, we put in our names and we start playing freaking grinders. It's not rocket science. But, oh, if you've been a vendor for the last five years, you wouldn't know that. So, like I said, the this is an organizational problem. And if they they move into PACs, one of my homeboys told me, PJ told me, is that if they move into PACs Unplug, which is more than likely what they're going to move into, that that's a big League of Legends uh, convention. Oh, and those wow. tickets are highly contested. So like that's a problem gen cons tickets are sold out last year and and so if if they move it to gen con then we it's a better party i'm gonna be honest it's a better party i would rather be at gen con have a solid gen con than at origins but but if you go to origins origins is perfect for playing hero clicks gen con you get there and realize there's sexier games around 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. It affects your games around. You're the you big might... fish in the pond at Origins. Yeah. I mean, it, you could tell that when you walked in. They took up the most space almost. Yes. So I, I don't get what it is. And even if you move your world championships to the end of the year, the following tournament structure has to change for WizKids. WKO's top four get automatic bids in the nationals. Right. Okay. I agree then, with you. Then you go into nationals and, and you really only have one season for WKOs. You don't have them split like fall and, and spring winter. and fall. Yeah. Spring winter, fall. Spring, yeah. Spring and winter. You have to have one time and it may be a two month block. Okay. So you have your qual time. Then you go into U.S. Nationals. So you and the reason I say top four is you need enough volume for people that can attend. Okay, yeah. and you make it one day. Okay, so no no grinders to get in the U.S. Nats, none of that crap. You just come in, say on Saturday is U.S. Nats. Boom! Everybody buys their one day ticket, and they go and they might buy a two day ticket. They'll come up the day before, play battle royales, have a good old time, buy their con exclusives, and then go the next day play U.S. Nats. Once they finish with U.S. Nats, you're done by 9 p.m. Set your your flight around 10 or 11. Go back home. Right. Okay. Top half of the of the bracket of U.S. Nats, or even say top 16 or whatever, get to go to Worlds. Every country that has people that are, that that have national tournaments or whatever, they're top 32 because good luck coming into the United States. Right. Okay. Their top 32 players qualify for Worlds. Okay. Because then you might get maybe 20, 20 international players. So it's a 20 to 30 international international player pool versus what would functionally be like an eight to 10 national pool. And then it actually is a world tournament. And then you know what? You didn't even have to hold it at a con. And the only reason that they hold at the con is because they're already at the cons and they're trying to recoup the cost of the booth at the con. That's the only reason these things are at the cons. If they learned the lesson from Rocktober and it was about us playing, they would find a private venue, hold at a private venue, stream everything, have everything like the like like if the Chuck E. Cheese of Hero Clicks. Okay. Yeah. You could you could put on an event. You could put on a real event. Yeah. And they could be there, have meet and greet, shake your hand, talk to the guy that builds your stuff, yell at him and buy him a beer. And you know what? Everybody would show up to that party. Oh, yeah. And you talk but, about the publicity you get. I mean, the podcast would show up and then transmit and do and yeah. free publicity. Yeah. But now here's the other problem. And I talked to Howard and Howard said, you know, WizKids isn't competing, but they're not talking to The Rock. It, it, it comes down to this. I got money to go to the rock. I got time to go, you know, to the rock. It's cheaper to go to the rock. And you're telling me that I'm going to go to Philadelphia. Yeah. And, 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 and go to PAX unplugged with a high inflated market uh, of goods. And it's Philadelphia. No offense to people in Philadelphia, but I saw a dude eat, eat horse poop when y'all won the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> i saw crazy. a video of that <laughs> yeah there you go i That's saw crazy. a video of that so so i'm just saying it's maybe not the best place to be um the cost of living is higher in philadelphia and the tickets are going to be higher for philadelphia and, the, and for room for real the room rates are going to be insane because it's packs yeah. so like economically if you look at my year as a player i've gone to a wko maybe two or three so that's three events right there. 
I qualified for nationals. I went to nationals. I've gone to maybe one or two rocks. So I'm up to I'm up to seven events. All right. Six, seven events. Then I go to Rocktober. That's eight. And then I go to Worlds. That's you know. That's nine. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and it's uh, oh man, that's a huge commitment, and it's and in the end, which one's going to take the precedence? You know, what you've got to you can't go to all of them. I mean, it's just going to be you're going to have to make a choice. Um, I can tell you, my opinion is I kind of like that they. I thought I heard maybe it's you or Aaron Cantu had talked about, you know, nationals only gets a day. The guy's crowned nationals champion, and then one day later, he's worried about worlds. You know, so I I like the split. What I don't like is the timing of this announcement should have been made uh, last year. Last year, right after Origins, you knew you were going to do this. Should have said, okay, guys, we're doing a change. This way we're going to do it. This is our tournament structure. Everybody knows it going in. We all have to make plans. We're adults. It's not like, you know, it is. We can't drop everything. We're not professional players. There's not a professional league. You know, it's not like PGA or something like that. You know, we're going to this event. Uh, I think in the end – uh, to make national successful now, and this is my opinion, and you, you can disagree with it, they're going to have to have qualifying events to get into nationals at Origins. Otherwise, I think, I don't know, how many people are going to show up? This is, you can even, re, you can even put a notice for anybody, like fast forward three hours in. <laughs> Right. <laughs> this is the dark logo drops a bomb. If they don't make a change, there's a protest. And then WizKids loses a lot of money. If changes are made to do this next year, everybody's less pissed. The later right. end of the year stuff is still going to be addressed. And then either WizKids or Rocktober has to make a change. Right. And, and unfortunately, WizKids is probably going to pressure Howard to make a change, which I think would be unfair. Okay? Because they already started to be a little sly putting WKOs in November. I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah. So. I'm trying to take what? I, I, let me just buddy. I'm sorry I'm buttoning in, Edward. I, no, no, no. Hey. Go ahead. It's your show. It's your hey. show, man. <laughs> No, no, no. I am just helping you. I'm just I'm just facilitating you. No, I'm just uh it kind of ticks me off because I think Rock has done a great job in helping build the competitive base, has been more consistent. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but it feels oh, like yeah, Rock, right. Rock has been more consistent in building the competitive base. And now you're gonna come in and just kick Rock to the side a little bit and try to get the competitive base to come to your side. You know, it kind of ticks you off a little bit, you know. Anyway, well, sorry. Well, it's it's this this. Okay. They hired a person two years ago to run competitive. And last year was his first worlds as being in charge. And I don't think he did a bad job. I think there was some things just he couldn't do anything because they wouldn't let him. Right. And if this is them, if, if this is WizKids allowing him to do his job, it makes sense. Okay. The problem comes in, again, culture. If you have a corporate culture of screw them fools over there, we about this money, man. It's it's easy to look at a us versus them, considering some people that have come from a, the us side, when they get into WizKids culture, 
go, hey, man, what about the us? And then they're like, hold on, wait, wait, no, no. You, you're you one of, you, you're part of the them now. You're on team them. You're not on team us. You're on team them. Okay. <laughs> Get rid of that us jank. You're on team them. <laughs> and so... <laughs> There's conflicts, like, and so that that's happened before. I mean, old names like Brother Magneto was one. They had another um, social community guy in there. Um, it was something boy. I forgot what it was what it was. It wasn't Cosmic Boy. It, it was um, something boy. And he yeah. had he had issues with the culture. They had the guy that was doing the the first draft of the print and play, where he was just putting the replacement cards up online. Right. And putting the the pogs up for you to print off, um, he was in that culture. And then they kicked him out. He was a uh, he was a proofreader, and and going through the text of the cards. And they kicked him out. Like anytime us part becomes part of them, unless you abandon the us part, you can't be them. And so they don't understand how our player culture is situated and let alone they don't understand how the last two companies that have held this product has influenced the current culture. True. They don't they don't get that. You know, it's not like they they just sat down with the old elders of a game and then we sat there and spun wizard stories and says like behold you like you sit down throw the 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 the, the lighter down and the flame appears and then they throw the little I have Newton dust crap in there and it turns blue. <laughs> and I was like, let me tell you the story of the way, way back. Yeah. The dice first appeared in the, in the hands of Superman. <laughs> you know, like they're not, they're not willing to sit down because to them, they know it all. And for the pure fact that they won't go on a show anymore, that wasn't softballing them questions. And, and this, again, this is, this, this is, that actually does, this is, that's wrong. Cause I'm sliding push to region and they can't defend themselves anymore. Um, the only show current Wiz kids has ever been on to my knowledge was push to region and really? push to region saw, gave them softball questions, like really softball questions. I've had norm on my show, the world's after spiral. And I remember specifically, I interviewed uh, Patricia Lamb, uh, Daniel Joins, George Masu, and somebody else. And I said, like, yo, here's all the audio. I'll give you the raw, the audio. Okay. And so when I interviewed Norm, um, I had to submit the the final cut to to WizKids, to give to Norm, to give to WizKids for it to be approved. I get that. They're a corporation. They want to make sure that everything's on the up and up and Norm didn't say anything he wasn't supposed to. But the fact is, it's like you could have easily followed back and said, okay, this guy cares. What are what are the real questions that need to be answered uh, without us giving away proprietary information? I'm not asking how the freaking the sausage is made, how the dials and the numbers appear. I, I want to know specific things like why is it that we look at the medicine that the majority of the figures are of super rare and higher rarity? That's the major composition of the team. You know, something like that. It's like this this mainly happened after you shifted to complexity of powers being based off of rarity. What's your, you know, like, I, like I, I have real questions. I'm not just a bitter dude on the internet. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I'm not just ro- roaming around shout, shouting to the moon. You yeah, know, I, got real I, questions. I, I'm not a lunatic yet, but yeah, but yeah, like it, overall, for me, at worst, 
my my con season is over until October. All right. For the best, I'll be able to go to Origins and everything is, is, is as normal. So whatever lands in between there, I have to look at, like I have to look at it as commander in chief. And I'm not just planning for myself. I'm also planning for 10 to 12 other individuals behind me to be following. Right. So th- those are things that I have to look at now. So, so let's, let's, let's be, let's be just real right here. So let's say I'm going to guess the structure is going to be, you have the ability to grind your way into nationals. You have your ability to grind your way into worlds. <laughs> Uh, you might get an automatic bid if you win nationals. Your decision, you're the coach. What, what are you making? Is, is that packs unplugged or, or origins? Do you go to both? What are you going? What are you going to really push? If I had to make that decision today, yep. based off of the information I have, and again, I haven't looked on HC Realms to see the Gamma presentation if that's out yet. Um, okay. You know, the magical dude from the internet. I mean, sorry, magical dude with the camera that somehow is able to sneak in every oh, yeah. year. <laughs> every year and get this every, great view. Of get a, a great view. That <laughs> that magical camera, hint, hint, hint. Yeah. It records everything, hint, hint. That's not supposed to. Uh, I haven't seen his video yet. So if there's something said in that presentation or there's a magical press release put out before we started recording, I haven't looked at it. So I want to preface that. If I had to make my decision today, I would say this. We are going to make... We're going to turn Origins into a business trip, reduce the amount of days that we're going to stay there. I was already leaving on Saturday to have Father's Day with my father. And okay. in the back of my mind, I was like, if it left Origins, I wouldn't be mad because I can have Father's Day again. And and that's not just me, but other people in, in the group. Uh, okay. That's understandable. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, yo, uh, we are going to turn this into a business and I'm going to get as much capital as I can and roll with the handful of people. If I qualify for nationals, we go there for the day before nationals and we get there by all our con exclusives for our locals and our group and everybody else and get enough to flip, uh, send them, you know, on home because we have a guy that's doing drive anyway, like several guys are on drive. We compete and then say, screw worlds. Just say, screw them and, and, and out of protest. And and you and just to make understand like how much money is lost, and I'm gonna put in into very quantifiable terms. We at minimum are gonna run three teams. So that's wow. seventy-five dollars each. Okay. We would at minimum run because I'm bringing like 10 people. We we'll probably have 10 people plus somebody else's friend. So let's just say round it out, we have 12 people. That's 12 entries for grinders that you're not going to get. And if we don't do well, let's just say we do, we do okay and we have to go through two grinders each. Okay, so multiply two times 12. So that's 24 entries that you're not getting money for. Okay, you can go in and say even further, if you wanted to charge to get it to play nationals, $5 multiplied by each one of our guys that are ent- entered into that. And if you're saying that's a free tournament, okay, there's no skin lost. On average between our players, we do about one to three battle royales each. So multiply that money out. 
And usually for most of us, we buy one to two copies of most of the con, con exclusives. That's a lot of money. That is. That's a lot of cash that's, flow. Right that's there. a. And then I want to just make it make it clear. That's twelve people. What happens if attendance goes from like this last year was around two hundred people to down to fifty people or sixty people or hell you you let's just say it's decent it's a hundred people you've cut your money in half and you've lost a lot a lot in simple money in terms of running events. And you brought a lot of product that you paid to have shipped out that you can't move and that you're going to have to send back. And you might get lucky to send it to a local distributor or somebody that's around there will buy some of your excess profit due to past relationships. I mean, excess product so you could get some level of profit off. But I'm not going to say you're going to come out at a loss, but you're not coming out a good lead either. All right. I mean, so, okay, and if I'm hearing you correctly, I just want to clarify. So you're pretty much looking at it at the in the current way you understand it's all going to work. You're all going to skip PAX Unplugged if Worlds lands there. And you're going to yeah. cut down your cost at Origins. Right. Play Nationals, cut down your cost, don't make it an event. It is a WKO drive-in. Yeah. Get in and out with minimal purchase, right? Yeah. And what's worse about this from a cultural perspective, and I'm going to say this is going to be really sad, unless that person is established that wins worlds this year, if this happens, that person is going to look like a joke. It's going to have an asterisk, right? Yeah. going to put an asterisk. It, it, it's, it's almost as bad as Paris. Paris, like <laughs> folk, folks will talk smack behind Paris back and be like, you. and, and I've talked to enough folks, they'll talk f- smack about Paris, and he already knows this, that he won because of Faust, and anybody could have won because of Faust, and he won because of die rolls. Whoever wins this year, if they go through that, it's going to be like, you won because the top five teams weren't there. And, and, and that's sad that if that occurs, and it's because of WizKids and their timing of their announcement and not doing that, that becomes sad for that person that does get that win, you know, because then you're chasing that. You know, you're always going to have that asterisk. You're always going to be chasing that that nomenclature. You know, Paris yeah. has been trying to get rid of it, you know. And as you know, as a coach, that's just added pressure on top of a high-pressure situation. Yeah. You know, and it's hard to handle. So. It, yeah, it is. And so, like, overall, like – uh, if, if you ever want to look at, I, I had, I've read a lot of stuff on organizational leadership running Phoenix Nest. And uh, one book, well, one series is like seven highly, uh, seven habits of highly effective people. And the other one is crucial conversations. And both of those talk about what is actually a win-win. And, and a win-win is not that one person gets what they want and the other person feels social pressure and they get the release of social pressure by complying with the other side. And then they get something. A win-win is where both parties are honest about what they want and their end goals and making it so that both parties can reach their end goals. And because WizKids doesn't have communication and or health, let me phrase it, they don't have healthy communication, they cannot establish a win-win. The only thing they can do is internal culture win, which then puts them at conflict with their number one business partner, which is the players. Right. We're the ambassadors of the game. We're the ones that draw new players, grow the game. I feel like I feel like the players themselves are the ambassadors of the game. And if yeah. you alienate that one, you know, don't draw a line in the sand, make us pick. You know, you're you're doing some stuff. Yeah, and if they lose, Rock will win. Right. Uh, and 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 I'm I'm 
and I don't say this like Howard's my friend or Dark Logos is trying to stir the pot. Rock will win. I, I and and and, I, and the reason I say that is this: they have, WizKids is printing money right now with the LEs, and if it gets revealed that let's say Lockjaw and Shadowcat are con exclusives, their market value will drop. And if you have something like, and they do that same thing for the WKOs the next year, everyone's going to assume that those figures are going to be con exclusives and then they're not going to retain value. If those figures do not retain any level of value, people will not show up. Rock, on the other hand, if I win first place, I get a brick. Right. Which substantial value goes from a minimum of $50 upwards. Okay. You know, depending on the set and depending on the chase, if you get a chase or prime or anything like that. Well, I would. Okay. Sorry. Go on. No, no, no. But when you look at it and I build towards the world championship of rock and I'm a good player and I make top 32, I get con exclusives because Howard bought con exclusives. So really, what is the incentive other than me having those figures earlier? Yeah, and you're and you're as you said, you're spending a lot of money to do it. And in their in their new structure, I'm trying to understand how nationals fits in the new structure with world. I mean, I agree that nationals should have their own champion, they should be celebrated, but I mean world's going to be worlds and if you're going to have this kind of competition who are you going to choose um i don't know it it, it all comes down to this and i i, I talk with the person who go unnamed because they actually are i don't want to say par whiz kids they deal with whiz kids okay it, it, it comes down to this and he asked me what is the value of u.s nationals to you and i said as a tournament i look at it as the east coast championship because previously and historically, it's mostly East Coast players that showed up. Right. Um, before it was at Origin, it was held in a venue. It was held in an East Coast venue. It's the East Coast Championship. Okay. Now, you stop it from being the East Coast Championship and you make everybody else show up. Why? Because there's a higher stake there that made the value of that tournament better. Before the eight-point system of last year, Nationals still didn't mean nothing. Right. Because it didn't have any impact on anything else. Right. Okay. Oh, first place. And I'm not kidding this. Only like first place got a bid into that into worlds automatically. So again, what was the purpose of going through nationals to get swagged out? Okay, cool. So everybody that was in the top 16 got swagged out. The rest of y'all just played hero clicks. Congratulations. Did you have fun? Great. All right, good. So that time you spent was just about having fun. You got very little return on it. Okay. Then you go into this year, uh, last year. It's like, hey, I have the point system. I get four points for just being here. This has value. Oh, man, I'm on the bottom half of the mountain. Whatever. All I got to do is be in the finals of a grinder and right. a grinder pot, and I'm in worlds. Heck yeah. So now it has value. Okay. Now, if it comes back to the actual title itself being valuable, make it so that that title says every national champion, you don't get to design a figure, but you get to pick a figure that we're going to put in a set in the next year and a half. 
Right. Oh, gosh. Everybody will love nationals because the prize is worth it. It's not just a bunch of old crap we already have that we're yeah. just going to sell anyway. It's a unique it's a unique yes. prize that you have no access to. Right. right. And then you still make worlds. You can make worlds invite only or you can make worlds limited grinders or whatever else. But then the prize of worlds is I get to make a figure, not just pick it. With 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 whiz kids inside, quote unquote. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I, yeah. So this will be interesting to how all this plays out. I'm I had already booked my hotel. Oh man, a year in advance, about seven months in advance. I already booked my hotel for Origins. I already bought everything, and this announcement came out, and it's had me struggling. So I will be at Origins. I'm a little disappointed that worlds isn't going to be there because it's always nice to have both of them there so you know you could try but i'll be interested i'll be really disappointed if they don't put since nationals is going to be the main tournament i'll be disappointed if they don't put some kind of qualifiers that you can get into nationals there because i just don't think the nationals will be a lower attended i mean what do you think 50 50 players in nationals if they do invite only okay um and here's the thing, two years that was invite only and it was around 50 players. So I would say if they stick with what, if they stay the way it is and the protest happens from the ones that I already know, uh, you're going to probably see around 25 players, maybe 30 pushing it. And if they offer grinders to get into nationals, everybody, everybody that earned it the hard way will have massive pushback. Because you're talking about being in a grinder if you're already at the event and then spending third, actually spending three hours total if you win your grinder um, and maybe at worst a day versus like me who's gone to one, two, three WKOs and I have two more and the time that I put in for that. Oh, yeah, you're going to get a you're going to get a cultural pushback and it's, right. it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be some more asterisks. You know, it's going to be. Yeah. And if a grinder person wins, then you have functionally turned WKOs into super prize mega venue events. So you devalue them too. Oh, yeah. So you're, you're devaluing stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So this is a, this is, this is a treacherous, I won't say treacherous. I mean, we're still just playing for plastic superheroes, but it is a culture, it's a, organizational step they're going to have to be careful with because it could blow up a little bit this year. This could be a blow up year for the tournament scene. and They might have to rethink everything. I do wish they had a more structured tournament culture, you know, but yeah. anyway, I I am, man, you are a wealth of knowledge. I'm it's just like, going to tell you. I have five hour show. I will be honest with you. I'm probably going to split this into two episodes just so people can digest it. Cause you have great stuff in here. You have talked about some great stuff. I really do appreciate you showing up and doing this. I mean, meeting you has just been a blessing. Uh, hearing your thoughts just kind of, kind of, it's a great, I think players need to hear, hear those thoughts. You bring some great points to the issues. Um, Thank you. I mean, it's been awesome. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the end of the show, and uh, I'm gonna show some shout outs. Devin for being on last week. He was awesome. He he was great to give me an intro into his last little team building video. That's awesome. Um, Jesse, John Carl. I don't know if you know John Carl. He's dealing with the death of his of his daughter, 
and they were having a benefit tournament for him up in Michigan. And, I've, I, and I was able to play him this past week online. It was awesome to get with him. Symbio, for all his advice, Mark, my buddy, my Heroclix buddy, Malcolm, who he always sends me questions. He didn't for this one. So, so Oh, man from Japan. Oh, yeah. International man of mystery. As I yeah. Call Everybody knows Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. So Malcolm <laughs> has not seen a question, but I hope to hear from him. Uh, all who've helped me on this journey, I'd like to just throw a great thank you, uh, Jesse, Michael, all of you, uh, Matt down in uh, Asheville. Hey, do you have any shout outs, Edward? Oh, to my team, man. Oh, Phoenix, Phoenix Nest, Nest baby. Because it's too many people, so I can't list you all. So I want to just grow, uh, clump everybody up. Uh, to, to my mom, who you probably heard in the background, some random thing, unless oh, you did a really good job editing. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, I, I have people that train me and uh, and gave me insights. I hate to, I don't remember the cats on Ventrilo, uh, but they started me on, on the meta understanding. And then uh, at my current stage, I learned from three great masters. It's, uh, and I've said before, it's uh, George. Uh, Daniel Daniel Joins, sorry, George Masu, Daniel Joins, and Alex Avila, uh, three great masters of hero clicks who have taught me a lot and made me a, a, a good chunk of the player that I am today. So shout outs to them. Shout because you can tell you are a great player and a great coach. Um, these party shots, uh, email your comments and questions to lostinclicks at gmail.com or contact me on HC Realms under the idea of Colossus TN. Like our Facebook page, you can search on Facebook by typing at HeroClicks Borderlands. Please rate and review the podcast under iTunes. They love to hear hear about that. Love to hear about your new WKO ideas, uh, thoughts, questions. Please contact me and let me know. Love to hear from other viewers about their thoughts on origins and nationals and worlds. Uh, I just want to thank Edward for being on the program. It's been great. Uh, I will just leave you all with this. You know, all you need to do is keep rolling. Double sixes, because with double sixes, you never miss. Talk to y'all later. Bye.